0: Well, this could be a good time to transition to game stories if y'all feel like you got game stories. Yeah. All right. Parm, you got a game story?
1: Sure. I've been going down the deep, deep rabbit hole of modifying and enhancing Game Boys. Oh, boy. (laughs) Specifically the Game Boy Color. Uh, So recently, I... As a result of you know, this is a few months ago now, but they that company Analog. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of them before. Mm-mm. Yeah, they create they got those like sleek new versions of of
2: older consoles. That yeah, like, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. they'll
1: create very sleek, modern looking hardware that can run original games from whatever devices that they're you know targeting. Cool. They've had it for the uh, NES, SNES, Genesis, and so on. More recently, I'd say back in maybe June or July, they released or they opened up pre orders for the analog pocket. Okay. So, this is a device that can play Game Boy games, Game Boy Color, um, Game Boy Advance, and also has adapters to play uh, Game Gear games, Lynx games, a whole bunch of stuff, right? It has, wow, it's Lynx. essentially Lynx. this, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is this all in one device. And because it's an FPGA End-game games. But... <laughs> no. <None. laughs> <laughs> yeah, and because it's this FPGA device or FPGA based device, mm-hmm. it is as close to the. Effectively, it is emulating these systems on a hardware level. Nice. And so that thing sold out in like 10 minutes. I was lucky enough and I was dorky enough to actually order one within that window of time.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, but in the meantime, since it's not out until next year, I started to uh, look into what the this whole like kind of cottage industry that surrounds customizing and restoring Game Boys. And, you know, a long time ago, I'd gotten rid of my Game Boy Color. I would handed it off to a Relative to use. And so I decided I would look up on Goodwill on shop Goodwill, uh, one of these old beaten up Game Boys. So I wouldn't feel as bad about messing with the internals, right? Because it's a a Game Boy that's already busted. Like there's not really, (laughs) like it isn't really usable uh, on its own as is. So I felt pretty comfortable buying it. And now I'm getting some individual pieces where you can completely change out the case. You can change out different components like the screen. So there's a nice backlit LCD screen that you can pop in there um i'm also changing the speaker to be of a little bit higher quality uh the this little stair speaker that's included with it uh, a whole bunch of stuff all the different internals changing the buttons and everything too the only thing that's really remaining is the actual board and it's actually surprisingly easy to go through and make these changes There's actually very little soldering oh. required so it's, it's like very like modular as, as a Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. It, nice. yeah, this is from an era when there was more respect for the right to repair, and oh, so <laughs> for sure. for, before everything it, was welded shut. Yeah. Right or here, it's shut. much easier. Like you, you can take pretty standard screws and open this thing up. Right? Oh, nice. It's actually not too hard. And so, yeah, just kind of diving into that whole community and figuring out how all of this works. Uh, I'm also thinking about. I also got a, a device that allows you to read and write Game Boy cartridges to your desktop. And so what I'm planning on doing is going through and making backups of all of my Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games Hmm. and then loading them, or at least the, the Game Boy Color games, loading them onto what's called an EverDrive. It's essentially a single cartridge that has an SD or like a mini SD card slot that you can then Load a whole bunch of Game Boy ROMs onto, and then slot the cartridge into the system, and you pretty much have access to your entire library. So now yeah. I've made this little project for myself where I would have this all in one Game Boy Color device that uh, takes this old beaten up Game Boy, completely overhauls it, gives it a nice facelift, and also uh, pretty much within a single cartridge has my entire. Library of games with all their saves or whatever's left, really, because uh, as I've learned, the you know because all of these Game Boy Color games and Game Boy Advance games use battery power to maintain the saves. A lot of them have lost their saves at this point, so <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, um, just right. kind of preserving what's there and then also actually copying the full games too. So yeah, that's my game story: is picking up that project and going down that deep rabbit hole.
0: That is very cool. Damn. Yeah.
1: Nice. You've been
0: going
2: hard on the hardware. Yeah. <laughs> all, oh, yeah. All, all, all waiting for just sort of like, you know, the sleek analog hardware to come. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. As soon as that comes, I don't know how much I'll use the actual Game Boy Color, but I will yeah. use that EverDrive card probably. Yeah. So. And
2: yeah, and it's always cool to just sort of like, yeah, like see see on the inside, like what's going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's super neat because, you know, like we had talked about before, This is from a time when a lot of that stuff was simple enough that even a relative newbie like myself could actually open it up and start to understand how some of the fundamentals of it work. The wild part, as I've learned uh, more recently, is that every Game Boy game from that period prior to the Game Boy Advance was written in assembly. Oh, yeah. which is wild to me. Uh, yeah. Apparently there are some games that were written in C, but that wasn't obviously as performant as writing in assembly. And so, yeah, people were working like super low level on the hardware side or on yeah. the software side in order to get these games to run. Yeah. And that's and the, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, even Game Boy Advance, you're still just sort of like directly
2: accessing memory in order to like get textures and stuff.
1: Yeah, all that stuff is crazy, especially as someone who has only really had experience with... These higher-level object-oriented languages, yeah, and that's gotten me kind of interested in uh, potentially learning some assembly just to figure out how some of this stuff works. Not that there's anything that's going to come of it per se, but <laughs> just yeah. as a fun little project to poke around
2: with. Oh, and, man. Yeah, just next see time what around, happens. you're just going to be like, "Yep, I've, I've, I've purchased, you know, a set of, you know, two hundred thousand punch cards, and I'm be, you, <laughs> know, you know, making a game with that." <laughs>
1: gonna get Doom running on punch cards. Yeah. <laughs> there is actually just as a quick aside, there is actually someone who created a tool to create your own Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. It's called Game Boy Studio or GB Studio. And it's available for free on Itch. And it works like RPG Maker does effectively where you can create this kind of i mean you it, it can do more than that now i'm pretty sure but you could create like this top-down zelda style game mm-hmm. and when you build it out it will create uh, a rom that you can actually load onto a cartridge and play on a Game gameboy oh. uh, i don't know what kind of incredible magic they're using to make that possible but it seems pretty cool so I guess if there is anyone who does want to make a Game Boy or Game Boy Color game these days, there are definitely tools that make it more accessible so you don't actually yeah, have to I'm, dive I'm surprised into the actually. You know, but but I guess, you know, most of the people who would be doing that would
2: probably be doing it on like a, a PC with an R. Like they're they're not they're not looking specifically like the, the, the audience for of people who are interested in like, you know, actually living within those hardware limitations, actually like playing on that hardware is probably smaller than just like, people who want to like, you know. Have the aesthetic of it, or have the right. feel of it, but like you know, actually have it playable by most people.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's there's the entire. It's surprising how well documented, or maybe it's not surprising to most people, but it was surprising to me just how well documented the Game Boy development community is, mm. and just how active it is too. Uh, yeah, it, it's been wild. I've been kind of diving into it here and there, and it's been just a fascinating look into this entire little kind of section of the broader game development community that just wouldn't have really been aware of at all if I hadn't been interested in this one particular device in the first place. It's just, it's funny to think about just how wide and just how diverse the, even the game development community is as a whole. Oh yeah! Just how many different like little pockets there are that focus on even like very particular devices. Uh, it's stuff that I find like super fascinating and exciting.
0: It was awesome, damn. Um, I keep thinking about it, but I don't, I don't, honestly, don't know if I have a game story that I'm ready to share. Um, Jason do you, do you have one? No, I got nothing.
2: You know, I just sort of like what have, what have I been doing recently? Playing the last patch of monster hunter and i actually even even though i was i was i was fucking with it like yeah i i tried genshin impact uh just because it's it's hard it's one of those weird things where it's like it's not it doesn't seem like it's covered in a lot of western press but it, mm-hmm. it is also sort of like undeniable like that its launch has been quite enormous yeah it's been um, huge where yeah. it just like i think like in the first two weeks it made like a hundred million dollars across you know across all, yeah across i mean across all markets but still like it is oh my god you know, and then the thing is, like, yeah, like, it, as an experience, it is, like, it's a polished and, and, and you know, kind of, like, soothing game. Like, you know, is it, is it as tight as, you know, a Breath of the Wild? Not quite, but at the same time, like, it, it gives that same experience in some ways where there's a lot of just sort of, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, yeah, not, not relative to Breath of the Wild, but there is, you know, a space to explore And there's a lot of, like, stuff in that space. There's that same kind of, like, feeling of exploration and, you know, perhaps a little bit more explicit kind of rewarding of, like, going to places that are out of the way and finding, like, oh, yeah, like, a little jumping puzzle or a a gliding puzzle or, like, I hit all four of these rocks and something happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet, at the same time, like, it it has those, like, hallmarks of free-to-play games that, like, I understand... ...ish why they exist, but I also find them quite intrusive, like the entire idea of like, you know, combat experience being very limited and experience mostly coming through like items which can be, you know, produced via either like repeatable actions to kind of entice like coming back uh, or through, um, you know, login bonuses, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. um you know obviously there is the the inescapable kind of like gacha, uh sort of like aspect of it floating in the background where there's characters are are gained through banners and the the percentages on on drops of those are are just like horrific um i think someone did the math and it was basically like if you're not going to whale then it actually makes more sense to be a free to play player <laughs> uh because like you know, yeah i mean you know it, it is obviously just gambling uh without the name of gambling but it just it, it the, the the possible like profits the expected sort of like profits from it are so low that you know putting in you know a limited amount of money or putting in zero money are are basically the same see, so um and it, it it is also like a weird game where it's just sort of, like even as prominent as that is like already people have found out that like the pity system that they have in place kind of like it it does strange things to the um to the to the kind of to the way in which you approach uh, rolling for so in general, what what, what is really a pity th- system? Uh, the the idea that like you know if if you roll for you know in, in any of on any of these sort of like instances where you can you know possibly get uh, uh, high rarity rewards, uh, pity systems are you know systems that are put into place that make it more likely that you will get that reward the longer that you go failing. So, you know, they're implemented in various different ways. Like I know that in like the Fire Emblem phone game, basically every five times you roll, if you haven't gotten something that is in the highest rarity, then all of the rates go up by a small Hmm. amount. And that it continues to like, it continues to do that until you roll a five star rarity and then it resets. Mm, In Genshin Impact the way that it works is that like every 80 rolls, you are guaranteed to get a highest rarity uh, result. Um, So like you know you can get it anytime during those 80 rolls but if you have not gotten one during those 80 rolls i think it's 80 uh then on the 80th roll you are guaranteed to get the highest rarity um so but also there there they have a system in place where it's just like you can single roll or you can roll in packs of 10 and in rolling in 10 there is something where it says that like oh yeah in a roll of in a in a in a 10 roll you are guaranteed to get something of second highest rarity, so like basically it's it's by stars, so five stars is the highest, four star is the second highest, three stars is mm-hmm. is the sort of like the standard for that um and four star rarity is still fairly rare, I think it's like five percent chance um so in in line with you know it it is you know there is definitely an upside to having a guaranteed four star however, people have found that like that that ten that series of ten is tracked whether or not you actually do a ten roll and it resets on a roll of a four star. So it's actually the most efficient to roll only singles because you are guaranteed to get a four-star if you roll ten singles. But you can also get it earlier than that, at which point it resets. So you actually like net get more four stars if you just roll singles, uh, which defeats the purpose of the 10 roll. Yeah. You know? uh, which is strange. as you're <laughs> yeah.
1: as you're describing this, I feel like that meme that has the like that old lady with all the right all the math symbols (laughs) surrounding (laughs) her.
2: yeah 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 but yeah i mean it's basically that except for the fact that unfortunately just sort of like the 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 small convenience that can come from just like rolling things in in bunches it just it 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 nudges percentages against you doing that and in a game where the highest rarity has you know a 0.7 percent chance of coming up then like those nudges make a difference for someone who would not, doesn't want to put any money in. But you know, to its credit, like I, I have felt no impetus to put any money into this game because, like, it just hands you characters and, like, just like the base game to play. Like, I don't feel as if you know I'm being limited in any real way. It's... And like, yeah, like the combat system itself is, you know, there, there, there is some meat there. Like, there, it, it's very much about, un- unlike in Breath of the Wild, it's very much about like explicit elemental interactions. And so Mm -hmm. it's also very much about like swapping out. Like you can you can swap out your characters like in real time by pressing the face buttons on the controller. And so yeah, like you it very much you know incentivizes you to just sort of like quickly swap between characters in order to just sort of like I'm I'm the water person. I'm gonna make all my enemies wet. And now now I'm the electricity person, and I'm gonna shock them all. And that's gonna put them in a shock state. Now I'm the wind person, and that like you know causes another status effect. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's there's definitely like fun to be had there as well. And yeah, just sort of like but you know, walking around a big world and like being able to glide and stuff and being able to climb on everything like it's fucking, you know, Dragon's Dogma. Like, you know, that's it's fun. I guess, I guess it is interesting to see like all of these uh mechanics and elements, which you know, they they do exist in, in in various ways in console games, but so explicitly ported over to something that seems like a fairly like it's good co- it has like a larger or it's certainly a different reach than most sort of like gotcha phone games, mm-hmm. nah. and it, it is trying. And it, you know, it obviously has been very successful in porting them over to you know something that's a bit larger and more ambitious than yeah. you know than them. Like you know, like yeah, it's just sort of like this open world, you know, multiplayer 3D action game with that sitting in the background, and it you know, it obviously. made made it made a ton of money but it's all you know it obviously also costs quite a bit more than than your your standard phone game as well so it's
0: really impressive to me how well it's built you know and how successfully they can uh translated breath of the wild into this multiplayer gacha format
1: i've heard people jokingly refer to it as breath of the waifu
2: (laughs) i mean you know yeah there's there's you know there's definitely that aspect of it um yeah, you know, but you know, like I feel like most, you know, like many gacha games, not all of them, but many of them, you know, that that is like, you know, yeah, you're you're, you're pe- people spending thousands of dollars for you know PNGs of 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 their favorite female character, or whatever. Um, but yeah, the the, the it, it's obviously just like more than that because if it were just that, then you could download them on the internet. It's just you know, it's it's creating that resonance that makes people want to do that, or you know, more sinisteringly, more sinisterly, you know, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, tapping. Into that, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> tap, tap tapping into that like loser brain of human beings, especially during a time of pandemic, to you know just sort of like to feel that fulfillment, to 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 get get that you know that hit of serotonin. Mm. There there there's elements to that that I find that I well, that I always find troubling. You know, like
0: I, I'm increasingly troubled just by the. In- I don't know, the... By just video games, Well <laughs> <laughs> just the gambling stuff, and just how right. more enmeshed it's getting into you know, I guess regular regular
2: video games, and how oh sure like prize box pri- pri- pro- you know like you know, prize boxes and so forth that kind of thing yeah. like even you know when when they aren't you know pay to win you know just you know, it, it just just cosmetics just jokes guys but like yeah but that's still content that is being sort of like. You know, handed out piecemeal. Um,
0: yeah, and the way that um, you know, people are compelled to uh, consume them, and you know, gaming people's brains and all that stuff. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know, not into it. But yeah, but there's also
2: that, like, you know, there's certainly the level of games where, like, video games themselves are gaming people's brains, where they 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 uh-huh. call, they, they 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 you know they they make you feel that false sense of accomplishment in this in this non-real world. Um. That can, you know, for some people, overwrite actual accomplishment. Although there's also that, you know, an argument to made was like, "What is actual accomplishment?" You know, <laughs> like, like the, is is you know is for your trophy level know, meaningful to you, yeah. you know, or, or or you know, like, or or is like you know, are actions that you take in in the actual world like are they any are they less meaningful in a in a real way? It's just sort of like, hey, you know, like, be, be being a cog, you know, a cog in just sort of like the the market capitalist machine. Like, is that is that by, by, by the nature of being like flesh and blood, like more, uh, righteous than, you know, getting that same feeling playing a game. Like, Oh, yeah. So, so, some yes. might say that that's more harmful and that you're, you're, like, you're <laughs> propping up this sort of like, you know, this system that is, that is purely extractive. I don't know if I would say that, but like, I, it's certainly just sort of like, I don't think it's like a cut and dry, just sort of like, Oh, it's, it's that same sort of like thing of like, oh, you know, Twitter's not real, just ignore it. It's like, no, I mean, like, it, increasingly, like, it's impossible for people to ignore the fact that Twitter is real, you know?
1: Yeah. At least in the context of games, uh, my feeling is always, you know, if that's time that you enjoyed wasting, then it's not really wasted right. time, as they would say. Uh, one of the things that I always find uh, concerning about gotcha games or games with loot boxes are really these kinds of blind box microtransactions is that yeah? They very much exploit the user, and sometimes they take advantage of some people's addictive personalities. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that yeah, you they, hear they these exploit, like, these horror stories, users, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, of folks that are addicted, in effect, to the kind of uh, you know, in effect to the, the the kind of the kind of feeling you get from getting these blind boxes. Mm -hmm. and ultimately there isn't really a mechanism for folks like that to easily avoid those kinds of experiences because i mean obviously in the case of genshin impact right it's very obvious it's very clear what kind of game that is Uh, but then you have other games like forza for example right where for the first few weeks it presents itself as a very clear straightforward game nothing of the sort and then you know Little further down the road, they flip the switch and now, oh look, a bunch of transactions for you to engage with, and it can be incredibly challenging. If and I'm like, that
2: car's not my waifu, whatever, (laughs) right? Or or is it?
1: (laughs) If you struggle with that kind of addiction or those kind of issues, it's it, it can be incredibly hard to avoid those kind of games, and there's not really any kind of system in place with those games, either on a game level or on a you know, console level to just say, hey, just go ahead and hide or disable these.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. And that's the problem with like, sort of like, you know, like is, is, is the, the answer like pure regulation? I mean, that on, on the other side of that is the fact that like, yeah, like, you know, capitalism will say just like, we're going to maximize profits and we're just going to keep maximizing profits. And if you want to stop us, then come and try. I mean, I mean because, do like, casinos you
0: know, have any obligation to like tell people to leave? Right.
1: There are, actually, um, there are actually casinos, for example, or in casinos, at least for example, like the one that I saw in Niagara Falls. I'm assuming this is the same case in Vegas, but I haven't been there in like a decade or more. Mm-hmm. They'll actually have signage and stuff say, hey, if you're having a problem, like a gambling problem, here's a hotline to call. Yeah, and there's sure. actually like a resource, and but I'm pretty sure the Doctor games have ability. that in
2: their like, terms of service
0: as well. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's at the bottom of that eighty page, you know, thing that you sign, that you quote unquote signed or whatever. But, but there's right. also
2: you know, like minimum age that that you're allowed to gamble. That right, kind of there's thing. also
1: minimum age requirements. There are a lot of different systems or mechanisms that are in place, or even like in the case of Vegas, they have to the Vegas Gaming Commission has to be able to actually look at. They have to be able to audit your code have to be able to actually look. at I remember this was a conversation I had with someone at GDC who was working at Konami at the time, and Konami, you know, obviously works on different uh, gambling machines, pachinko machines. Yeah, and then also just regular, you know, slots and stuff for Vegas. And they were talking about how one of the challenges they have is that they constantly have to make sure that their code is accessible and readable to the gaming commission, so that they can actually audit it and make sure that everything is above board. Don't really have that equivalent here with games in that behind the scenes the developers or publishers can choose to really do whatever they want. They have to and, publish
0: the numbers, which is a somewhat right. recent thing, but yeah
1: right. all you really get are the percentages, but even kind of as Jay had mentioned, sometimes the drop distributions can change based off of you know previous performance, right? Where mm-hmm. if you got a certain certain level of drop or a certain quality of drop, that can impact. You know the quality of drop. You know, you know, in terms of five boxes from now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there isn't really any system. There isn't any regulatory body that requires that that be transparent yet. Sure. Uh, either and then, and also either like through like government or through any of these console manufacturers or whatever. And it's um, different per country. You know, right. like
2: what the the explicit laws around these these, and then you know, and that that doesn't solve the larger problem with the fact that like human beings just aren't good at interpreting like abstract you know, yeah systems. like not or even just sort of like you know concrete just sort of like percentage data like we odds, we don't yeah. We, yeah we don't intuitively understand odds in a meaningful way that is like that maps onto reality correctly and in fact like even statisticians it has been shown do not interpret like at at, at you know like when engaging just sort of like their intuitive understanding don't engage with percentages particularly well i mean that's why you know there's that the, the famous kind of like uh cs kind of you know first-year lecture where just sort of like students are asked to uh write down what they think of as a, a reasonable distribution of coin flips, heads or tails, you know, like a hundred of them. And like basically like 100% of the time, you know, professors are able to identify which ones were generated by code and which ones were generated by, by hand because people think like they don't understand that like clumping is what randomness looks like, you know, they think that randomness like, you know, like... Even though, you know, coin flipping converges very quickly to almost exactly 50%, like 100 tosses, it will usually be within a couple of 50-50, of if I remember correctly. Like, it will, it will also just sort of like most of the time have a run of like seven or eight of one in, in, in a row, mm-hmm. you know, in a sequence of 100. And almost nobody, when they just sort of like decide to sort of like put down what they think a sequence of heads or tails will look like randomly generated, will do that. Because we don't think about random distribution in the way that it actually, you know, presents itself, and, and you know, it's just like you see this, like, yeah, I have that pho- that's phone game that I play, and like, you know, every like three or four months, like, someone will put out, you know, a, a put a, a post in the re- Reddit being like, here is how the percentages work, just so you know, and yet at the same time, there's there's ten times that many posts of people saying like, is this broken? I think that like, you know, like is this how this is supposed to work and it's like yes it's that same problem of just sort of like with uh, with civilization where um there the i think i brought this up before but yeah the um, the non-mainline civilization game where they were testing it and people were confused
1: by just sort of like wait oh, this, yeah, this well, has X- like X- a... i think yeah. it was where people would have an issue people would complain about missing a shot when there's like a 95 or 90% probability <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or
2: or just like or specifically like i think that like there was this instance where just like something had a 50% chance of happening and and they failed and so they're like all right i'm going to do it again and it failed again and they said this is broken obviously because it has a 50% chance of happening and it failed the first time what's going on mm-hmm. like <laughs> this, this is not like a 4 year old who's this is like you know like a professional game tester you know but like and and so like yeah like that's why you you, you it makes sense in you know very often in kind of like a presentational way to just like you obfuscate that you just you you give them straight up numbers you tell them that like oh likely unlikely right ra- rare you know um, but but the because the problem is that like yeah like what, like even giving giving people raw data doesn't help them make informed decisions because we don't know how to interpret that so even know?
0: even stepping stepping back a, a bit in the conversation I suppose that. You know at least what I would like to express is just hope that as we continue down this path, we have more increasingly have more game experiences that just feel fair to players in in that value proposition and uh and less predatory. I think that people generally do a good job of or maybe they don't, but you, you know you'll occasionally see stories of like oh what battlefront is doing is you know is bullshit for example yeah. like that's clearly predatory and like you know the slap i mean yeah the like hand. there's
2: definitely been just sort of like you know those large like stories of pushback like you know like star wars star wars battlefront was probably was a big one recently
0: but then there's there, there are other games that, that do feel okay and that feel fair and it's like hey buy all the hats you want in, in tf2 or whatever you know like we're we're all having a good time
2: yeah except for you know just like it's as as, as was brought up earlier like i i it does seem like it disproportionately, like, you know, puts the weight upon people who are already, you know, disadvantaged when it comes to the ability to navigate addiction. And you know, and and most of these games, like, yeah, like most of the the money that comes in, it's not evenly distributed. You know, like you know, Genshin Impact making a hundred million dollars, that's not a hundred million people giving it a dollar. You know sure sure it's, kind, sure. it's, it's know, a
0: small it's a tiny percentage giving giving, giving a huge lot.
2: amount yeah it's, it's whales whale whales make these games work um and you know and that that you know on on the one hand like obviously like that can guide the way that you know further content is designed specifically to cater to them but it also like yeah like you know that's why you end up with stories of you know you know people people spending until their their credit card is rejected you know et cetera. it's just like it. That, that That is not, you know, the basis of games that, that I want to see going forward into the future. Right, and yeah, I feel like yeah. it
1: starts to trickle into the design as well when you have games, especially games as a service games, that intentionally or not overwhelm you with all these different numbers, all these different currencies that ultimately can wear you down right. And make you want to choose the path of least resistance, which is oftentimes just to go ahead and buy whatever it is that they're asking you to buy. Mm -hmm.
0: There was, I forget, it was a GDC talk I was watching, and I forget what the dude's thesis was, but it was something about designing a game where it actually felt the players are more compelled to make smaller purchases than bigger purchases. They were trying to move against, like, the, uh, no, I think in their player population, they were trying to design it such that. You would have a lot of people spending a little bit of money rather than a few whales uh and they had uh first and foremost a business case for that they're like well this has been more profitable for us but then and then they could couple that with like an ethical argument
2: is is the the fall in London people like I remember they had like a like a a subscri- i i don't i don't know if it was the same talk that you're thinking you you're talking about but I remember the people who made Fall in London talking about like fail fail better
0: maybe i totally don't remember the game but yeah. maybe uh, hopefully yeah, well, there's more than one talk about it honestly yeah. whereas but...
2: like yeah like where's their i think that their web game about falling under they, they talked about how yeah it's just sort of like the way that you pay into it is very sort of like it's small but but like recurring and it, it unlocks content in a very specific way and like the you know the metrics show that like yeah you, you can't really wail on the game in that way it is more about just sort of like it's basically it's akin to, like, a subscription where you're able right. to, like, use that, leverage that to see more of the content if you want to, but you're also able to experience the entire world if you don't. You know?
0: Yep. So, yeah, so so something like that, and as we're moving towards streaming, and I, I think I had, last time I was talking about Lala and, and all this sorts of stuff, like, yeah, I just, I just hope, like, as we continue to to evolve, we're not, you know, designing the game, uh, in the game and, you know, in the business to be predatory towards our players. Too late, that's... Fortnite already exists.
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I can no, Fortnite, you know, like, again, like, you know, the actual game of Fortnite aside, like, it... it. I, don't, I I hear that you were about to argue against it, but at least to me, like, it seems like it is nothing but a predatory engine, where just, like, it's, like, multiple layers of, you know, obfuscation of price on top of just sort of, like, the entire idea of, you know, the, the, the season pass, uh, which itself in, incentivizes just sort of, like, both, like, in the way that it's presented as well as just sort of, like, uh, the the way that seeds work in general uh incentivizes just sort of like going in on those kind of things along with just sort of like the 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 way that the the community itself although I, from what I understand this is this is lesson but certainly early on you know just sort of like very naturally um you know made a part of themselves this idea of just sort of like oh like you have you know, like you know, default was a derogatory term for people to, who did not have paid for avatars because you could there was only a limited number of random avatars that you could be as if you were you know a, a poor person who didn't like pay into Fortnite. Yeah, you know? I don't.
0: So okay, I don't. I don't play Fortnite. I'm, I'm honestly, I, I'm not as familiar with uh, its economy as probably I should be. Like as a working game developer, I am curious where the like that default thing came around from. Like if that was something that aroused through the community that. Uh, I mean, again, existed like, for, in the yeah. game, or if the developers, I hope the developers wouldn't push that. that I mean, so for whatever say, like
2: it's it's not as much of a thing anymore. But uh-huh. you know? a
1: big component of it is the fact that there aren't really ways to get free skins in the game. Mm-hmm. You are stuck with the default unless you pay up money for a one of the premium skins. The skins or, don't
0: affect gameplay, right?
1: No, they they don't affect gameplay, but and the so
2: gameplay doesn't really affect gameplay either. <laughs> yeah. and
1: so the the issue that comes up and. You know, at, at the risk of sounding alarmist, it seems like this has been a recurring issue, especially amongst kids, where you know they will make fun of each other, or they they will potentially bully someone for the fact that hey, they have the default skin because they haven't been given money to buy a premium skin, or they didn't, or their parents didn't have Amazon Prime to get them the Amazon Prime skin or whatever. But the point being that they did they had the default skin. Therefore, it is very obvious that they either can't afford to buy a skin or uh they haven't been given the money to buy a skin and like i said there's no real way outside of kind of complimentary events that kind of happen on the periphery with like twitch and stuff for you to get anything other than the default skin as far as the game is concerned you have to buy it, or you have to be part of some promo that involves buying something else, like having an Amazon Prime subscription or buying a new Samsung device, stuff like that.
2: I don't feel like yeah. that's fortnite's fault though, but the thing I is think, like you know, but it 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 very much you know like that is built into the way that a lot of the aspects of Fortnite are constructed, where're just sort of like the, you're, it's not just like the, the existence or lack of existence of skins. It's also just like the, the existence or lack of existence of ways to express yourself within the space, mm-hmm. you know, like, and this is this has come up in just sort of like these, like, like the concerts that he put on in Fortnite, because Fortnite is not about just playing, you know. It's a social uh, space. One, one yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, like it is, it is very noticeable that when, you know, DJ Marshy Marshmallow is just sort of like performing, he's just sort of like, yeah. Throw out your favorite emote like let me see those marsh walks marsh walks are not available for free you need to buy that stuff everything but like the default wave is not free you need to well, buy that don't stuff go
0: to the don't play fortnite then
2: yeah well, that's fine but like that that's you know that's yes don't play fortnite
1: is is <laughs> is what i'm saying right but then yeah. but the, the problem is that you start to you you see these kinds of design features appear in other games too Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and
2: how, can you, can, how can you not because of how much money Fortnite is making? Like, how do you not play Fortnite when every game is suddenly Fortnite?
1: Or, 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 or like in, in the case of literally Fortnite, if that's your social space, if that's where all of your friends are, and that's the only way to really engage with them, then that's your one option. Yeah, you can that, like, like, come,
2: come back to Club Penguin, guys.
1: <laughs> you know? and, and separate from that too, the, the issue, the issue with regards to skins, for example isn't so much that Epic was the one who incentivized that to happen. It's that in response to that issue, they kind of haven't really done a whole lot. And that this had become a fairly well-known problem, but ultimately they decided to maintain the existing system. And when you're aware, when you're cognizant of the problem and you don't choose to address it, then... Whether you need to or not, you're effectively reinforcing it as long as it continues to be the problem.
0: I don't I need to think about that more, but I don't I don't think I necessarily agree with that. Like if this social dynamic has arisen has arisen as the result of this, you know, understandable economic system that's being provided in a commercial product, I think that might be more of an issue of like community management and the way people operate in the space rather than the way that the business is very clearly laid out. Right.
1: But the mechanics dictate how people are operating in that space though, right? With the game. I mean, kind of more well, broadly there is, thinking... there isn't
0: like a button to harass people for not having a fancy skin, right? Right.
1: Yeah. But there, but there is a system with which how you're doling out those skins. How you're distributing also, them. Again, you are, is, you're essentially making the them a prized yeah. commodity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's the business model. Right. Like, and, and, and what stuff. I'm
1: saying is that the business model that you're building is helping allow for that kind of Harassment mechanism to exist. I don't. I don't know if I buy. That. It's like, like if you if you think about it more broadly, it's a, it's the same kind of issue that it's like social social networks or social media networks have. Yeah, right? but
0: you could just talk about like clothing stores and fashion, like oh, you don't have the new Jordan, like you know that's. I mean, you, you can't necessarily control how people are going to respond to their ability to
2: purchase things, like in the market. Yeah, but you know, but, but yeah, ev- because every, hey, everything you know, everything is also like that. yeah. Except for everything is not like that, in that, like, yes, you can you can say that this is a microcosm of uh, a critique of, you know, consumptive market capitalism. Okay, so, it okay, is, it, it is, is
0: no, it, everything is not like that, because, like, in reality, you have more options that are going to be afforded to you than in Fortnite, yeah.
2: Yeah. And also, like, yeah, like, you know, not not even that, I, I mean, that just sort of, like, yeah, like, the idea that, like, no, that's how reality is, it's like, no, like, that's how the reality that we live in in, in a market capitalist society is. And the, the the value that we place upon those things is not like inherent to humanity. It is something that we are socialized into. Like there, we don't have to feel that way about New Jordans, you know. But sure. we are we are we are made to feel that way. And Fortnite is much smaller, and it is much more intentionally and slickly packaged to be that thing. If you yeah, interact with Fortnite, I,
0: I still want to give users more agency and say you can you can just not play Fortnite. Like you don't have to play Fortnite. So. No,
2: but that that's the thing. I just sort of like that the idea here is not you know it's it's existing within the idea of Fortnite like yes sure mm-hmm. don't play Fortnite i'm not saying don't not play Fortnite i'm saying the way that Fortnite is constructed is not mm-hmm. super great mm. like and that isn't solved by saying then don't play it like it still exists as a thing
1: Yes, yeah, so I guess that's game stories. Yeah,
0: I guess that's, <laughs> yeah. that's... where we landed. All right. Interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, 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 sorry guys. I couldn't. I had one game story, and I'm like, eh, that's a little personal. I don't want to get into that. No but, uh,
2: worries. You're I'll the just, developer of Fortnite. I see how <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you, know, oh, my was you Kojo. I've
0: been hiding my billions all along. Uh, ah. <laughs> I'll just mention what I've been playing, I guess. Uh, uh, so, I, actually, I got a two terabyte... A little, little uh, game called Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> playing the shit out of it no I got a 2 terabyte SSD for my PS4 just because uh why not yep. and I realized that like I just like playing different games it's not often that like I finish games I jump around a lot and honestly it's been like a real game changer yep. there was a little bit of like uh, some a real game changer yeah <laughs> <Hi-yo>, <laughs> playing was... different games <laughs> it, it was a little bit of some tech stuff just getting like my library to show up but everything's good now and it's been so nice just installing stuff like without abandon and having to like rearrange my storage space and stuff. willy-nilly yeah. So,
1: yeah now you can fit like Two instances of that call of modern warfare now. I have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have like I have.
0: A, I think maybe which three one call I of I play? And stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I have World War Two and Warzone. Still haven't played Warzone yet, even though I made an Activision account because uh, like I hate typing things with a controller. Yeah, but, but yeah, jumping around between a control which is fantastic. Uh, just all the physics interactions as you're you know telekinesing things all over the place. Mm-hmm. E- even though the initial story seemed like like the intro room like this is dumb then like five more minutes and i'm like okay i'm into it so
1: yeah control is a, a lot of fun my only i guess there are some issues here and there probably the biggest one being the lack of checkpoints or real checkpoints mm-hmm. but yeah by and large yeah it, it was a lot of fun especially as you get some of the abilities later on
0: and just moving in, it feels so satisfying. All yeah. the, and I barely have any abilities. I'm like, this is fun in my hands. Oh uh, yeah, it's
1: so gonna get a lot better too. sweet, yep. sweet.
2: Although so, I'll, so. I'll admit, like I, you know, like I know that DLC came out and I felt no impetus to play the DLC. Like I just sort of like, <laughs> I just, I just, you I just feel I, like
0: you're over it or what?
2: Yeah, yeah. I just like I played through Control and I had fun. Uh, maybe not as much fun as, as a lot of people had with it. Where it's just like. You know, I, I know that, like, a lot of people are just like, you know, oh, like, you know, like, by by far game of the year. And I'm like, I, like I heard this. that from a you couple
0: of folks. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, no, exactly. Like, I just, I didn't get that same feeling from it. But I had, you know, I had fun playing it. I'm not saying that, like, I was just like, I didn't like it. But, yeah, but I also just, like, yeah, I played through it. And then I was just like, all right, that's. That was fun, and then I. But yeah, like when they're just like more control, huh? <laughs> and it's just like, eh, that's that's fine. <laughs> I
1: think
0: this is the only. I want to say this is the only remedy game I have played. I feel like they were involved when like the early Max Pains or something, right? Yeah, one and two. Okay, okay, no, okay. I played those games, but I haven't played Alan Wake, and I think they have another like Quantum Break
2: or something. Yeah, um, but I, I, I played like I played a little, little bit of Alan Wake. I thought it was again. I just like I I didn't get through all of it. I. People love that game. It was yeah. very well
0: received, and I, I have it when it was brought back to Steam when they were able to get like the music rights back again or something. Mm-hmm. Right. But I haven't I haven't touched it. Uh, what else? Oh, I'm late to the party, but I've been playing Rocket League, and oh my god, it's the best game ever. I'm I'm like 19 years late, but I get it, guys. <laughs> I get it. I. So I bought it for 30 bucks before it went free to play, and then uh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, I know, and I think they gave me some, I think they give you some free skins or something. they gave you some freebies. Even though I actually lost a couple of my car presets, but but maybe just a quick story, like, I started playing Rocket League, and I was, like, gutter trash, I was playing with Tony, and then it was just, like, embarrassing how bad I was, then I went, like, hard into the training mode for a couple days, hours and hours every day, I hadn't done this since I was a kid, but I was literally playing the Rocket League training mode until my hands hurt. and then uh, juggling the ball
2: and just like i'm gonna show him.
0: well it's those fucking aerial hits you know and like switching the camera and did it up but anyway the next time we played with tony i played with tony i fucking carried it so (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's a a mini game story right there and then you threw your your controller down and you never played again and then i didn't (laughs) play again for weeks (laughs) And then a little bit of Fall Guys with some buddies. I'm terrible at that game, but it is a blast. Um,
2: Whatever, man. That's, you know, like, that's that's yesterday's news. New hotness, you got to play that Among Us, you know?
0: Yeah, you're I, already I,
2: behind. I yeah. got it on Steam. How does that game work? I haven't booted it, it up yet. It's like Werewolf. Except I only know that because of, like, Vestigil. I don't even own it, but it's just like it's like, oh, well, you know, like. I watched AOC play it, so you yeah, know. yeah. But you know, it's basically like you know, like each round, like one one or two people are are chosen to be sort of like imposters, and then you are also have to like do tasks around the ship, which you know, you know, they're 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 meant to just obscure your screen to make it easier for the imposter, and like mm. you know, there's there's line of sight, and then you can you know, as the imposter, you can just like murder people, and then when dead bodies are found, you know, there a meeting is initiated, people can talk and say like. Where where were you? What were you doing? Who saw what? Who who found the body? Uh, I was doing
0: the dishes. Right. Like no, and, you yeah. weren't. I saw him over there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like I saw you know X or Y come out of that room. You're a liar. Like you must be the you know. And then you vote to eject people uh, out of the ship. And then, you know, if, if you eject the right person, then it's just like, good job, people. And if you, if you don't, you're just like, nope, that wasn't the imposter. Try again. See, that you know? seems
0: like a great transition from, like, not a board game, but a nice in-person game into, like, the digital space. That, that yeah. seems really rad. Yeah. Um, I should boot it up and play with some randos uh, yeah. or play with friends. Exactly. I think, I think it's better if you don't play with randos. <laughs> <laughs> there was one more game I wanted. To, oh, uh, *Dragon's Dogma: Dark Arisen*. So yeah, because uh, the Netflix show came out. I watched the first episode. It was it was kind of eh. Like I don't like the I don't like the way the dragon looked. Like its textures were kind of low quality or something. Uh, I played *Dragon's Dogma* on the PS3 for a little bit, and it, it was it was the sort of thing I'm like, this game's fucking awesome. Then I never went back for some reason, but yeah. like. I was way, way into it. Dark Arisen starts a little bit differently than the PS3 one. Like, you start, like, fighting a, like a... Bee- you start in a dungeon for some reason. I don't think the PS3 game started like
2: that. There's a prologue uh, area where you, you yeah. fight. Yeah, where it's basically in the past. No, the, the PS3 okay. one started like that as well.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe it had just been, like, too long and I didn't okay. remember it, but... uh yeah, I, I just did that. Then there's the intro part where the dragon like rips your heart out. Just, just a couple things about the game. I appreciate that it let me uh, make my character a child, <laughs> just because. A lot of games don't let you do that. Uh, I love just how systemic and how gamey it feels. Like, I feel like the game, like, really knows what it is and doesn't give a shit and just wants you to have fun. Yeah,
2: just, like, yeah, you can just, like, pick up people and throw them off really, you <laughs> yeah, you like pick up envi- problems
0: and throw them into the sea. You can, like, go wherever you see. The environment feels like a real level and stuff, and yeah. I don't know. I But
2: at the same time, it feels, like, you know, designed. We're just, like, it's like a skateboard park where just, like... There's a bunch of like ramps and bullshit and rocks and so forth in in every area where you you're supposed to run on them and climb things and so forth. It's not it's not like Skyrim where it's just like flat and then a dungeon. You know? I think <laughs> I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna play a lot more of that now that now that Vampires done because Dark Arisen is dope. Um, yeah. the the one thing that bums me out though is I got so I bought it originally on PS3. Then I got Dark Arisen on PS4 because i never playing on PS3 anymore. And I tried to load up my buddy's pawn who had played the shit out of the game. But he played on PS3, and I couldn't get his pawn on my PS4. It didn't load uh, by his uh, online ID, so that was a little bit of a drag. But uh, I hope
2: that. they make another one because yeah, because like it's it's one of those games where just like the feel of it before Monster Hunter World, you know, it felt kind of like Monster because there's like weight to the combat as well mm-hmm. as sort of like technique and like yeah, just sort of, like a lot of the ideas in there are just like really cool. Like I, I love I love Dragon Style, but just sort of like yeah, just like the gaminess of it. And the the weirdness of some of the interact because even like the weird like the weirdness of the interactions I find kind of charming. Like mm-hmm. I like the fact that the pawns are kind of like wooden and and strange in the way that they talk to you because they're also mm-hmm. like not supposed to be humans. Yeah, yeah. And so like
0: animated like other players. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so like yeah the the fact that it's like this weird like hand hold up signal and like you know wolves fear fear fire master. It's like someone like pantomiming a human being, but like but it kind of worked because <laughs> they're not supposed <laughs> to be human beings. Um, and I also just sort of like you know just like a side thing like I do I do I did like the intro of the dragon more in the game where it's just like it's not speaking English it's just like speaking like nonsense to you and you're just mm-hmm. like what the fuck are you like intoning at me and mm-hmm. it's like
0: you know yeah no it's I don't know who the director who that team is but more more please uh yeah. that it's a good time man that game came out seven years ago eight it's old man. yeah like, no, like it's yeah, last yeah, generation yeah, yeah. I think yeah
1: 2012
0: yeah. That game's that game's fucking rad. Oh, and Bloodborne. I was playing some Bloodborne finally, and I was like, Bloodborne. It's so interesting the evolution from Dark Souls to Bloodborne because it's like, okay, we're gonna give you more heal spells. <laughs> yeah. You can recover health uh, if you attack the dude who hits you, which is great. Yeah. And like, it it feels tighter. Um, so I don't. I, I think I'm actually not gonna play any Dark Souls. I'm just I'm just gonna play Bloodborne.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, Bloodborne. If you know, like I think that of the the Soulsborne games, like. Bloodborne is is the one that I'll probably suggest. Um, yeah, and I, I really do like that re- regaining health through attacking mechanic, just because it it yeah it reinforces through gameplay how they want you to play the game. Like and it's it, really tight too. Because yeah, oh, no, hit him, attack now.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, rip and tear. Like you know, it wants you to be aggressive, and so mm-hmm. it very directly incentivizes it, like aggressive play. Yeah, it's it's
0: it's it's solid. Even though every time I watch gameplay videos of Sekiro, i'm like that looks so fucking cool but so fucking hard <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know i like, the
2: thing is, like you know and may- maybe my brain is broken from playing these games and also just like playing like you know nes games where they just didn't know how to balance them but like mm-hmm. i don't know like Sekiro, like i didn't it's a game where like, i feel like once you understand the mechanic that they want to present mm-hmm. that it is not that hard that's because
0: encouraging because like, it looks really cool
2: yeah yeah no because like yeah like the you know the, their whole thing on that was the like much like with bloodborne i think that like the mechanics you know lead you into the sort of like the play patterns that the developers wanted Where like they, they were all about if i remember correctly early on they were just like yeah like we want this game to be about like the clash of blades we want you to feel mm. that and the game is very much just sort of like yeah like you need to learn how to counter correctly you need to learn how to sort of like manage posture and once you get that then all of a sudden encounters can be over instantly and it also like it like um it solves the problem of bosses where like you know bosses with health bars where it's just like where you learn their pattern and like you're like yeah 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 i get it can i get to the next phase you know whatever Mm -hmm. you know it solves that very elegantly because like yeah like it's not just like you need to whittle down like a set amount of health there is also this idea of posture and like if you play well in deflecting you know attacks for the most part with most enemies like you will very quickly deplete their posture which allows you to do large amounts of damage and so Mm. like you're like as you get better at the game as you get better at bosses like parts of it that you know go by faster just naturally no it
0: it really feels that way i mean just just in bloodborne like my first few runs getting nowhere and then, like, increasingly learning what to do, and I'm like, oh my god, like, I can take out like these fifty guys, like, nothing, like it, yeah. it, it really feels good to progress.
2: That's all to say, like, everyone looking forward <laughs> to Demon Souls
0: on the PS5. <laughs> it looks really, really good. Uh, I wonder if they'll they're gonna like rebalance it or something, like, because you played Demon Souls, right, Jason? Yeah. Do you feel like Dark Souls uh, improved upon the gameplay there, or is it actually like quite different?
2: Uh, I mean, you know, like th- th- this is—it's obviously been sort of like an an iterative, you know, uh, right, yeah, experience going between them, and it's been so long since I played Demon's Souls that it's, it's mm. hard to say. Gotcha. Um, like I don't know, like it's one of those things where it's like I'm not—I'm I'm not buying a PS5 for it. I'm just going to wait on that <laughs> one. But I am interested to see what they do because they definitely have, are. There are things in even just like the the videos that
1: have been shown that are not of. So we shall see. I remember playing the first one on the PS3 for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I got maybe an hour or two in Mm -hmm. until I realized that, you know what? Maybe this isn't the game for me. (laughs) Not that I necessarily think the game is bad by any means. But, you know, there's sometimes that genre or that specific series that you try and you can appreciate it for what it does. But you also recognize that it's just not something that you personally are into. And I feel like that's what Demon's Souls was. And I try to take another crack with Dark Souls One, same issue. So Have you played Bloodborne? I haven't played Bloodborne yet.
0: That that might be the one, man, because yeah, I think again, I think Jason bought Dark Souls for me. And like a bunch of times I was like, This game sucks. I don't get it. And then I was like, oh, don't go where the skeletons are. And I'm like, oh, this game's red. But I still didn't stick with it that much. And then Bloodborne just feels tighter and fair. I don't want to say fairer, but, like, since you can get health more easily, mm-hmm. it, it just felt, like, um, less daunting to to go out into the world. Um,
2: and I think that, you know, like, I, I think that Bloodborne, it reads better in a lot of ways. Because, yeah, I think that, like, it... it guides you into its expected play patterns through mechanics in a way that, that Dark Souls doesn't necessarily do as effectively um and but there's also like you know like I think that there's an argument to be made that like yeah like, like the fact that Dark Souls is not for everyone I think is not only fine but I think it speaks to it being you know like not every game has to be for everyone you know and I think that that's good like I don't I don't
1: like Madden but that doesn't say anything about Madden
2: right, you know? right. And I feel
1: like. Except wow. I've heard from. I mean, granted, this is besides your actual point, but I've yeah. heard from people who like Madden that Madden sucks, so. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. then, then 2K. What, whatever people are. <laughs> yeah. you know? So Rocket
0: League has broken my brain a little bit to the point where, like, I think that now I actually do get fighting games. <laughs> <All right. laughs> like. Well, like, I've played a lot of fighting games, but really, you know, as, as a, a dilettante or an amateur, just, like, some of my friends are playing it, like, when we used to play Street Fighter. You filthy Street casual. Fight- oh, I'm, so, I'm such a... I won't even deny it. But, like, when we used to play Street Fighter Four back at Rebel Monkey and stuff, like, that was a blast. But I had never really... There's there was a couple times I've, like, dove into, you know, the practice mode to get better, but I never really played people online. But with Rocket League, it's like, nah, man, like... I need to improve my technique in these specific ways. And the game's not going to tell me how I need to discover it. And I'm like, oh, that's what everyone's talking about with these fighting games. Like you go out, you get punched in the face. Then you realize, hmm, I need to figure out how to do this thing. Then you go figure it out. Then you go back out there.
2: Yep. And then it's like, it's like, like oh, damn, this guy's like beating me like 100% of the time doing this thing. What right. if I do that thing? It's right, like- right. Like, oh, man, but they're doing the more advanced thing. That's how I beat that other guy. So
0: I'm having that. I've had that experience in Rocket League. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try playing Dragon Ball FighterZ again.
1: (laughs) I appreciate that was the one you went to. That's the the game I'm supposed (laughs) to be good at. It just (laughs)
2: is.
0: (laughs) That's supposed to be my game.